it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Welcome, everybody, to the Synergy Connection Show. And um, as I have said many, many, many times now, I try to help you understand the complexity of who we are as human beings. So we are physical, obviously, and we are intellectual, hopefully, and we are emotional beings, and everybody knows that, and um, spiritual. And the spirituality is not necessarily religious, although it can be, but it's more important that you understand that we are living, breathing, vibrational frequencies. And as a result, we are connected to everything around us in that vibrational frequency. So, you know, the little spider that's crawling across your kitchen floor, um, you don't want it there. I certainly don't want it there, but it's still feeling the same vibration that we're feeling. It's just that it's a little creature on the floor. And uh, I had to chuckle this morning because I'm growing a moringa tree. And I learned that, well, moringas are wonderful for you, but I learned that the moringa uh, tends to grow really, really tall. And then you just have all of these leaves and everything at the top. But the objective is to harvest the leaves and use them. And so I just found out by Googling and doing my own research that you keep cutting them back. And then that makes them grow bushier and bushier and you can harvest more and more leaves, which makes perfect sense. But when I bought it, the person that I bought it from didn't tell me anything. So that's kind of like life is that you need to go do your homework and understand yourself better. And so I'm understanding the moringa a little bit better. And hopefully this show allows you to understand how complex you are and that it's not all about being physically healthy or emotionally stable, or learning, it's its everything. And so it's a, we're a composite. Um, one of the things that I point out is that I have a website, it's called synergyconnectionradio.com. And all of my shows for the last five and a half years now are archived there. So there is a very, very long list, uh, a lot of pages of shows. You can scroll through, you can maybe read a little synopsis and go, oh, that sounds like something I need to uh, listen to. And the, it'll tell you about the person that is my guest. Um, also on that same website, you're going to see Boomers Forever Young. And I have been using their products for seven years. The two things that I try to point out on every show is if you don't have your physical health, you really don't have much of anything. You've got to be healthy first physically in order to do the other three. You can't learn things if you're feeling bad and if you have no energy. Um, you can't emotionally stay stable if you don't have uh, your physical health because you're going to be all over the place emotionally with anxiety or maybe even anger that you're sick or something else. So check out their website because they have kept me very healthy for seven years, all through the pandemic and everything else. And so I let everybody know, I'm getting ready to go see my uh, physician for my physical next week. I just had my lab work done today. I don't like being stuck with needles, but <laughs> nevertheless, they have to do that in order to send the labs in. And um, what you need to do. There's two tests. If you don't ask for these, you will not get them because they discontinued them 
about 10 years ago. And I have my own theories as to why. Um, and it has to do with pharmaceutical companies, because if you know how to stay healthy, you don't need them. And if you don't know how to stay healthy, then absolutely you're going to be using pharmaceutical medications. So um, if you will ask for a C-reactive protein test, that's the level of inflammation in your body, you want the number to be below 0.5. And you need to ask for a D as in dog three test, and you want that number to be above 70. Um, that is your immune system. And you can't fight anything off unless your immune system is above 70. You're going to come down with whatever is around you. Um, the inflammation level, like I said, needs to be below 0.5. So mine is a 0.1 and my D3 level is 100. Now I don't want it to go above 100 because that can get a little iffy. Um, so I, you know, I'm watching that carefully so that I don't get above that. Um, but you definitely want it above 70. A lot of people who took uh, vaccinations of any kind, but especially the COVID vaccination, when they were um, pushing those, um, a lot of those people lost as many as 10 or 20 points on their immune system. And it was simply because it attacks your immune. That's the function of it is to attack it and then build it up again. But if you didn't know your immune level was say a 42 or a 45, all of a sudden you're a 32 or a 35 and that puts you at risk. So please uh, check out their products. Uh, should you decide you wanna order something, if you'll just put my first name, L-U-C-Y into the discount uh, bar, they're gonna give you $5 off. And uh, I, I always bring this up, but it's kind of funny because I was working with a financial planner for the show and he commented, he said, well, he said, if you saw $5 on the sidewalk, you probably wouldn't walk past it. And so it's the same principle. If you are going to order something, take advantage, use the $5 off and, uh, you know, maybe you'll find your way to improved health and wellness. So I have back on the show today with me, Rachel Richter, and um, we're going to be talking about living your life with intention. And I would wager to say that the majority of people do not do that. Um, you find that to be true, Rachel? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. Can I break some things down in that question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Go right ahead. So the first thing is I'd like to share what my, what we talk about, when we talk about intention, which feel free to tell me if you think about it in a different way. The way I like to phrase it is it's a state that you desire to create for yourself or what's around you to resolve for yourself or what's around you or to be in, in yourself or to be in, in what's around you. And so it's a much higher level, much deeper level, um, you know, kind of a uh, way forward showing up to life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, with that in mind, I see you're nodding your head, right? So with that in mind. Do most people think about that? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. And, and there's probably some shades of gray, right? So it's not just, are you intentional? Or are you not intentional? It's a continuum. Uh -huh. There's ends of those spectrums. I think of two things when I think of that question, do most people show up with intention? Um, it's probably shades of gray, probably in different areas of their life. And I think of, well, if what happens if you don't show up like that. 
Like if you're not speaking with intention, what are you actually saying? And if you're not acting with intention, what are you actually doing? And that kind of puts everything to perspective because then it's like, well, geez, what, what have I been doing this last week, this last month, this last year, right? This last decade. So, yeah. So um, let's just say that when you wake up, when you open your eyes in the morning, mm-hmm. before you get up, even get out of bed, do you kind of center yourself with the idea that I am uh, going to live my life today with intention? I mean, do you remind yourself of that on a daily basis? Because otherwise I would think that it's easy enough to get scattered in just our busy lives. Completely. It's, you know, default mode network. What is your habit? What are your kind of the lanes that you drive in when you go to the grocery store and you don't even remember how you got there? That's (laughs) your default mode network in action. That's what it's supposed to do. But if we live our lives like that regarding intention and it's not habit because we didn't grow up with parents asking us, well, what's your intention? What state are you trying to create for yourself or resolve or be in? If you don't, if if that's not your mental model of the world, but you know you want to live that way, then the only way to start doing that is to take an intentional action in the morning, like you said, moment you wake up or even before, right? right? Getting out of bed. What is my intention? And maybe it's a reminder of the very thing that you've been thinking all year, but now you're going to be thinking and centering yourself like that when you wake up and move forward with your day. So let me um, maybe offer an example just for clarification. So if my intention is to lead a more peaceful, tranquil life, if that was my intention, then everything that enters my um, world, you know, on a daily basis, I'm going to approach with that peacefulness or tranquility in mind. I might end up being, I don't know, frazzled about something, a phone call that comes in, a piece of mail that I read, uh, something I watch on the news. But if I can go back to my original intention, which was to live a life of tranquility and peace, then I have options, right? That's a beautiful way of putting it. That's exactly right. It's a constant reminder. So it's it's not only daily in the morning, it's with everything that you do. How are you bringing that into reality? I think of it like, um, like if you have a pair of glasses, right? Like I'm wearing blue light glasses for the computer screen right now. What does it look like to put on your intention glasses? It's the lens with which you are perceiving your world. And if you put on your intention lens, before you engage or during engagement or to bring yourself back to that place, you're going to be doing those things with that peace in mind, which as you talked about from an energetic perspective, even starts to shift things without even you being consciously aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed when I was driving to get my blood work done and everything, um, I'm in an area where there is construction everywhere around me. It's a brand new part of uh, Florida, uh, if you will, that was once cattle country. And so every road, I'm not even exaggerating, every road that you take, there is new homes being built. So you have constant construction trucks and everything else. So it's kind of crazy, you know, to drive, you have to really be. And so I always leave with the attitude that I am safe, 
that, uh, you know, my guardian angels are with me and no matter what happens out there, you know, that I am protected. Um, but I think a lot of people, when they leave their house, it's like they're going into combat. And so that's the way they approach the world is it's me or them. <laughs> and so it's really not a very peaceful drive for those individuals to work or wherever it is they're going. And if they get there and they still have that attitude, then it's going to be me or them in the grocery store or me or them at the gas station or, you know, do you see what I'm saying? And so I don't know exactly how you help people understand that the way they approach life with that intention is critical as to what they experience out there. Yeah. I think it's through questions. I mean, when we work with whether it's business leaders or individuals or entire teams or organizations, it's the questions that drive the conversation to help people think in a different way. Because if you're asked a question, you're much more likely to consider things that have not previously been in your purview. Mm -hmm. That's why I always ask, if I'm not speaking with intention, what am I saying? If I'm not acting with intention, what am I doing? And what is my intention? Because to be clear, that's something that you as an individual are choosing. And whether or not you even realize that you're choosing it, you're still choosing it. It just might not be your highest and deepest intention. It might be something else, but it's always there. It's always driving things. Do you ever help people ask the question, is this for my highest good? In a matter of words, yes. Just okay. phrase it a little differently, but absolutely. How do you phrase it? Is this aligned with my highest intention? I think of it in terms of alignment versus uh, good or bad, because that can change over time. And so, and, and alignment has a, a connotation of non-judgment. Luckily, it's one of the words left in the English language that doesn't seem to have a lot of potholes around it. Um, things attached to it energetically that we don't really like, right? Mm. Uh, versus like the word work or or other words, like some words just have a stickiness to them that they don't really feel good, right? You wouldn't call things on the weekend that you enjoy work. Yet work actually in the right context could actually feel good, but we don't associate that with the word. So yeah, we like the word alignment because it has a lack of judgment built in. There is not aligned or aligned, or maybe it's a bit aligned, but it could be more aligned, things like that. So let's use another example for somebody that might be listening <clears throat> that is having some difficulties with their job, you know, because we know that several years ago they started downsizing and asking people to do more with less. Right. And so maybe their job has become really stressful. So how do they get into, as you're putting it, alignment um, so that their job can be either less stressful or maybe the alignment says, you know what, this isn't right for you anymore. And you need to be looking at other career opportunities that would be better for you or more in alignment with who you are and what you want. I love that. And with that, do you want to recap for everyone listening, the small question that you were not the small, but like in, um, you know, succinctly, what what is it that you would like to just give um, rocket fuel to for for the for those listening? Okay, so I mean, tension. Like, I'm just trying to understand the question. Um, capsulated. Is it how does someone who is stressed out? Is that what I'm hearing? How is yeah? If if their career 
was uh, all of a sudden changed, not by their choice, right. but by the company's choice, because now, you know, we have fewer people here. We don't want to uh, hire more people for maybe a variety of reasons. And so now your job is being becoming very stressful because you're trying to do what three people did and you're just one. Yeah. All right. So how does that person stay in alignment? So it doesn't seem like they'd be in alignment if they're really stressed because that's not a place humans thrive in, right? That's a place that cause, causes dis-ease, disease, disease, uh-huh. right? So recognizing it is the first step. Does this feel aligned to me? Like, I don't need to know any definitions of any words. I know when something feels like a really deeply aligned. It's my the same place that my discernment comes from where I know my name is Rachel or two plus two equals four. If I said my name is Jane and two plus two equals 75, those things feel really weird even just saying, right? (laughs) Like we know when something's aligned with us at the moment. And so when you recognize that it's out of alignment, then it's helping yourself recognize your true capacity to choose. So we put ourselves in these kind of boxes that we think are, um, that are, we think are just there and that we always inhabit, but really because of the way that we're thinking about work or home life or finances or the rest of it, we've decided this is the box. This is the only thing I can do. This is what's safe. I feel trapped. The moment we get trapped, even though we might not be in the same ways that we actually feel, it's, it's kind of a question of, am I really trapped in the way that I think? What choices all things being equal, like complete brainstorming session, not judging any of them. What choices, if you could enumerate every choice you have at this moment, what would they be? And yes, some of those choices could have drastic consequences for your existence, but it doesn't mean they're not a choice. So if you are able to just keep writing down or understanding what your choices are that you have access to, you could start to break out of those boxes and potentially shift the way maybe you're showing up at work Maybe the way you're conversing about it or that your newfound expectation of how you need to show up is actually then, quote, forced upon you. What happens if you push back? And what happens if you push back in a way that actually benefits your boss and your boss's boss because they're actually going to be getting the number one thing they want from you versus four things that are kind of not great for anyone? Uh Like being asked to do all of them. What if you don't say no to any of them, but just ask, What's the highest priority here? All of them. They're all important. Okay. I have eight hours in a day. Do you want me to be dedicating two hours to each thing? Do you want me to be dedicating my whole day to one thing? What is your choice? I'm not going to guess for you. That creates stress for me. I don't need to be a mind reader in order to excel. You tell me what you want. What is aligned with your intention? What is the intention of this office? What is the intention of this organization? I get that we have a mission. I get that where there's a purpose and value statement. I want to understand you as a human in the role that you're in, what your intention is so that I can make sure that we're aligned. No one is going to turn down that conversation if they actually want that thing to succeed. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking... I'm I'm adding an, an additional spiritual um, intention here, and and that's I think that when we as human beings open ourselves to actually understanding that concept that we are of a I, I can't talk a vibrational frequency, 
that if we are that and we are vibrating in a healthy way, you know, one that is positive, upbeat, I will find solutions, then the universe literally brings the solutions to us. It just says, oh, you're listening. Here you go. Here's one option, two options, three options. But when we close down and we're in that negative space and we want to bury our head, then at that point, we don't hear anything. You know, so they they just kind of give up and go, well, I guess maybe, you know, she'll figure it out or he'll figure it out. But it's so critical to begin to accept that the answers are all around us, but we have to be open enough to hear and to see. Yeah. And I love that you said that. Not only do I agree with literally, I mean, everything that you said, also it landing on the idea of openness. Sometimes we think we're open and we might be to a certain extent, just like Um, alignment or intention. Maybe you're practicing it a little bit, maybe you're practicing it a lot, but the more open you are, the more you will see choice. The more you will be okay with questioning that the way that you were living before might not be serving you any longer. And that Uh didn't, and that doesn't mean you did anything wrong or that you weren't living your life. Well, it just means it's not working for you any longer. It, Uh It was helpful when it was, it's not anymore. And I have a feeling that in this polarized environment that we find ourselves in, in this society and the rhetoric that we have about that person switched positions or, you know, they didn't stick up for themselves or they, you need to be right. Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be at peace, at ease, successful, et cetera? Uh Because sometimes those things are like, I freely admit I've been wrong about a bunch of stuff and happily so, because now I've been more right about stuff that's more aligned with me. That's why I like the word aligned. Uh I was thinking and doing and feeling were not aligned with me at all. Now they are to a much more greater degree than I could have ever imagined, but only because I was okay with the idea that a part of me or someone else might've thought, oh, they switched. I guess they messed up and they had to admit it and then move forward. They were wrong. It's like, was I wrong or was I just trying my best? And now I know better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that have left corporate America over the last, let's say, 25 years that were highly successful uh, attorneys, doctors, whatever. And, you know, they're farming. <clears throat> they're doing, you know, some, maybe woodworking, you know, something with their hands and they're much happier and they're not making, you know, the six figures anymore. But they found that a simpler life was more attuned to who they were. And they didn't care about the globe setter, you know, trotting all over the place anymore. So we're going to take just a brief pause to have a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. 
Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Rachel Richter, and we're talking about alignment and how important it is to consider that if your life isn't going maybe in the direction that feels good to you. And I guess that's the way I'd kind of put it is, is you're going to know if it just feels like you're in sync with everything. And if it feels like it's abrasive or, you know, that you're just struggling a little bit, then I think you could look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm I'm really not in alignment and I need to investigate the reasons and try to figure out how I can move in that direction. Yeah, I think even, even with that, it's a, it could be a part of you, right? Like it not, maybe not, maybe a big part of you is in alignment and a small part of you isn't or uh-huh. vice versa. And so- it's also acknowledging your own feelings in the moment. It doesn't make them true, right? If you're angry, your future isn't just going to be filled with anger forever. Mm-hmm. Like truth is a constant. It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Emotions can come and go. So it just means that you're feeling that way and that's okay. And it's valid. And then you can start to investigate it once you've accepted it and started to move through it. And then after that, then it's really, that's a great space to look at the alignment because now you're not in a place of anger or frustration or fear and looking at alignment. Cause those, unless you're really present, you don't even have access to that discernment. Right. Right. I will say there is one thing that is true though. And, and that is that our brain has a tendency over um, like repetition, let's say a mindset that is a more negative mindset. It becomes very hardwired where you begin to look at life in general in a certain way. So when you're young and you're more moldable, (laughs) it works better. But if you're talking to somebody who is say over the age of 50, it is sometimes extremely difficult to get them to shift out of that particular mindset to get more in alignment because they're looking at the world as though, no, you're seeing it wrong. A plus B does equal C. And maybe that's not the case at all, but that's the way their mind has taught them about life. So um, sometimes getting into alignment requires, you know, like um, blasting the old road (laughs) and getting rid of it and finding a new road and helping them find that new road so that they can get out of the trenches. I love that you mentioned that. And despite my age, right, I'm, I'm 37. Um, I completely relate to that because I was very, very sick in my twenties to the point that my health was failing in different ways. And, um, none of it had a clear cut way forward. And I could see myself getting extremely, I was always a very positive person despite physical challenges that I had had previously to that. And I could see myself becoming more negative. And there was one day where I was just like, the sun was shining. Everything was great. I heard the birds outside. It was like the sky was blue. I was in the worst mood. I mean, just the worst. And I remember thinking at that moment, oh my God, I remind myself of a friend I used to have who was like this most of the time. Mm. And I never understood how she was like that. And I swore to myself at that moment, like I just dropped in it. I recognized it. This is a choice. Yes, my health is not good. Yes, I feel horrible. Yes, I'm terrified about the future because I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, that, and the other. I don't know what's going to happen with my life. I don't even know 
if I'm able to digest food again. I mean, it was like really bad stuff. And how I'm showing up to this day is still my choice. Mm-hmm. And I just recognized that I just didn't want to choose that. And so uh, despite how hard it was, it, you know, it, it reminds me of what you just said, this idea of how do you get them to, to see the perspective uh-huh. shift? You don't, yeah. you can't. it is their choice. Right. And sometimes hearing a conversation like this might help someone realize, oh, I'm not alone. They felt like, I mean, fill in the blank with a word, the expletive you, of your choice. Yeah. I feel like that too. Right. What is it like that when your health is failing you and you feel like you have nothing to still decide to choose, acknowledge your emotions. I'm not talking about to- toxic positivity, but what does it look like to both honor where you are, feel it and still choose to, to live your life with, with hope and actually act on that? Uh-huh. What is it like for you? Cause be uh-huh. look like different things for different people, but that's that was my, one of my big moments of like, I could see it and I just decided not to anymore. There's a, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm still a psychotherapist and I work with people on zoom and everything. And there is a a very um, brief little story that is about somebody um, in this particular case, you know, it was an abuse situation, but um, it's walking down a street. I don't know whether you've ever heard it or not, but you walk down the street and there's a hole and you fall in and it's not your fault. You know, you're in the hole, you have a hard time getting out. And then, you know, chapter two is you're walking down the street and there's a hole in the street and you fall in again. Um, but this time there is a ladder in there. And so it's a little easier to get out. And the third chapter is you walk down the street, there's a hole, you fall in again, but this time it's your fault. And you get up uh, on the ladder and you move out. The fourth one is you're walking down the street and you walk around the hole. And the final chapter is you're walking down and you see that there's a hole and you take a different road. And so I think that that's where people kind of go is you have to, first of all, understand that these are choices and that if your choice is to fall in the hole, all right, you're in there. You know, is it really somebody else's fault or do you want to take ownership and figure out how to get out and maybe take a different street? And so that's how that kind of works. I, I love that. It relates actually back to the best definition. So I, I, I'm, I'm a very trauma-informed person, having um, both recovered from it myself and been involved with great um, kind of uh, tutelage in a way around that from just amazing people in my life. And one of the things that I realized that's true about all trauma, regardless of origin story, is at the fundamental level, choice was removed from you without your consent. Mm-hmm. And so is it a surprise that if someone has experienced that, that they don't see that, that that's their model of the world. Choice has been removed. Choice has been removed. No, it's not my choice. You don't understand. Cause I used to be like that too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so then it's like, well, how do you help someone heal or reprocess something where it's choice has been removed without my consent. That might've been their story all along. It might've been this, you know, key experiences all along. It might've been like key moments. It it could be, you know, chronic. It could be 
um, acute events, mm-hmm. either way, helping yourself realize how much choice you actually have right. will help that so much. Like you, we think that safety is the opposite of feeling like, like you're still in a traumatic situation. It's not right. Because Otherwise we wouldn't drive cars. Cars are inherently not safe. There's accidents all the time. And yet we drive them. Most of us drive cars. So if that's true, then it's not that we're looking for quote unquote unbridled safety. It's we're looking for choice, which is the thing that had been removed. And so helping ourselves, like in your example, recognize how much choice they actually have. That is a process. I don't want to gloss over that, but Mm -hmm. it is still a process that's doable if you're choosing to show up for it. Right. And then that, you know, going back to alignment, that puts you back into your alignment because you recognize that you have choices and the choice can take you back to where you want to go, not where you necessarily are. Exactly. Exactly. Choice and alignment are part and parcel. It's like a double helix, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really does work well that way. Um, Now, Is there anything, you know, because we're coming to the end of this show. So is there anything in particular that you feel is important for somebody to understand about either working with you or, you know, finding somebody that can help them maybe move more into the alignment they want for their life? Oh, absolutely. If you go to www.getinline.com, you can find contact information on there where we work with a variety. I mean, just like meet you where you are. Where's the alignment that you want? Where do you want to go? What context are you in? Let's figure it out together. Um, So, and there's also, if you don't want to engage directly, but you want more of this flavor and to practice it over time, we have a newsletter. So if you go to getinline.com, you can actually sign up for our newsletter and then you can go on the journey of alignment each week with the rest of our readers um, where we actually, I, I, I write every week about this and applying it and having key actionable takeaways as well as tying it back to the big picture so that people can actually be living their lives like this more. Um, you know, something that just occurred to me, I mean, you know, businesses, yes, uh, need to be more in alignment, I'm sure, in today's world. But I think families do, too. And so have you ever worked with a family, you know, husband, wife, maybe a couple of kids, in helping them uh, view their family life uh, more in alignment of their values? I welcome that opportunity. I've worked with individuals who have been parents Mm one-on-one and I've also worked with people in groups, never an entire family unit. And I'm just smiling as you say this, because what an incredible uh, experience that those people would actually have together because it's, it's literally a practice that you're doing in lockstep with each other. And so you have Mm -hmm. the ability to embrace accountability and commitment together and walk towards a new reality together um, what a journey that would be incredible. I mean, yes, <laughs> I, I think that would be amazing because you get the ripple effect. Each one of those individuals at the ages that they are, are going to touch other people and demonstrate what it's like if your life at any age happens to be in alignment. And so you can teach others by example. Absolutely. And that also hits on something so important about all of this. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, The joy that comes along with self-exploration or familial exploration of ancestry and lineage included, of course, 
or even in a work environment, the amount of laughter and, and camaraderie that develops when you can actually see and hear each other is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the best part of this is it's, it's not a serious thing. It's, it's a very fun and enjoyable experience that also has, um, you know, a realization of everyone, right. It elevates everything you're doing. So it's, it's um, both. And. Yeah. I, um, I had experienced a couple of years ago, a, a total stranger walking up to, um, the man that I date and we were at a beach and I guess she had been observing us unbeknownst to us, but she literally walked up and she said, watching the two of you gives me such hope and joy. And I thought that was so incredibly sweet. We've had other people do that to us. So I, I know vibrational frequencies are visible if people you know choose to see them. And when they do see them, it's like an aura, you know, it's, it's around you and it just makes you feel different. You don't have that stress. You have that, oh, you know, like if you were looking at a puppy or kittens or little baby ducks or something. And so I think we as humans can do that too. But again, it's a matter of choice and being in alignment. So, well, thank you so much for being my guest. And I'm sure we will see you after the first of the year. Um, And so in the meantime, you know, have a wonderful summer and whatever else you're doing with your life between now and uh, 2024. And remind everybody one more time where they can find you. Absolutely. So it's www.getinline.com. That's G-E-T-I-N-L-I-G-N.com. And it was a true pleasure. Really love this. (laughs) Thank you. And everybody, please go out there and make this your best life. Uh, take some of the tips that we've talked about today and apply them. And, um, you know, I think you will find yourself in a better alignment with your work and with your family. Uh, So have a wonderful summer and we'll see you next week. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.